0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Michigan State Police Major Crimes Unit was busy in our area over the weekend and a lot of people heard the activity, primarily the sounds of a helicopter overhead. Public Information Officer Lieutenant Duane Robinson says the Major Crimes Unit went into the Benton Harbor area to conduct patrol activities and they asked the Aviation Unit for aerial support. In case someone ran from them on foot or um, someone fled in a vehicle, we would have aerial support identifying the location where these people uh, may have run to. Police say several suspects did attempt to escape from officers during the action and aerial support helped in locating the fleeing individuals. Robinson says they'll use the tactic again, but he won't tell us when. There was some success in terms of locating those that uh, decided to run from us during this detail and so we we feel like it's a benefit to have them um, going forward robinson says this was an unusual activity for the area but not uncommon for bigger cities like detroit flint and saginaw twice a year the local electricity transmission company itc performs visual inspections on their power lines using a helicopter to make sure that the power lines are in good shape The inspection involves helicopter crews that fly at low elevations near power lines and look for damaged or worn equipment and vegetation hazards. Originally, the helicopters were supposed to be flying this week. Due to a change in the weather forecast, Berrien and Cass County residents won't see and hear the helicopters until at least next week. ITC Company spokesman Andrew Johnson says the inspections are routine and they do them twice a year. In the spring, we do it before growing season, the fall after the growing season. And it's our role to inspect every mile possible from the air, which if there's any damage, then we can send that to a crew on the ground who can inspect it a little bit closer and make any necessary repairs. The inspections are scheduled for Berrien and Cass counties the first week of October. In total, there will be over 70 counties inspected in Michigan and they're slated to take place through mid-October. A 15-year-old is dead after an apparent shooting in Benton Harbor over the weekend. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety says officers were called to a home in the 300 block of Brunson shortly after 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon on a report of a shooting. They arrived to find an injured 15-year-old. He was taken to Corwell Health Lakeland in St. Joseph for treatment, but was soon after pronounced dead. Police are withholding the name due to the age of those involved. The family has been notified as well as Benton Harbor Area Schools. Police say this is an isolated matter and all persons involved have been identified and interviewed. Police say this tragic incident is still under investigation and will be reviewed by the Berrien County Prosecutor's Office. The UAW strike is in 10 days already and local companies are feeling the pinch. Vail Harding is the president of Vail Rubber Works in St. Joseph. He says Vail is a tier three supplier to automakers, supplying equipment that helps the auto manufacturers make parts. Harding says there are already acute impacts felt by suppliers like his. The impact has already been felt and actions have been taken in response to the slowdown. Uh, the expansion of the strike is going to have an even deeper impact. Vail Rubber has about 125 employees locally. A portion of those are Steelworkers Union members. Harding says the longer the UAW strike, the more his company will feel it. We expect that budgets will continue to tighten, uh, demand for the product will slow, and dependent upon how pervasive the strike is or how long it persists, it could have far-reaching effects on our fairly well-insulated business. Harding says his big-picture concern is for his employees. The more widespread the strike and the longer it goes, the better chance there is his employees will have to cross picket lines in Detroit and elsewhere to deliver parts. He says that can be a tricky situation. A government shutdown looms this coming Saturday as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy struggles to get spending packages approved. Congressman Bill Heisinga tells us a small handful of Republicans in the House of Representatives are blocking anything from passing, which he believes is not wise. This is all Republicans. There's no Democratic help from advancing this, which I'm not completely expecting, you know, that this is something that we need to to work through. But what I'm afraid is that at the end of the day, the Senate is going to be sending back to us something that is far worse than what we could negotiate ourselves right now. So why can't some Democrats help get a spending plan approved? The party in majority has to demonstrate that they uh, can govern. And at this point, we are demonstrating that we are not on this particular issue. Eisenga says with a slim majority of Republicans, it only takes a few members to throw a wrench into the process. He says there have been positive good faith efforts to make a deal, but so far things aren't looking good to avoid a shutdown. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says it has issued nine tickets so far to drivers who ignored a construction zone in Pine Grove Township last week. Van Buren County Road Commission Director Brett Witkowski tells us the crews were repaving County Road 388 between 26th Street and 29th Street on Thursday when they had to deal with with some drivers who were behaving badly. Our employees radioing that, that it was getting bad. People were yelling obscenities, going around, ignoring them. So we contacted Sheriff Abbott and his department, and within five minutes they had people out there, and ended up writing, I think, nine or ten tickets, not counting the warnings of people ignoring road close signs. Witkowski says people who live in the affected area could still pass through, but other drivers were simply ignoring the signs and thus putting road crews in danger. It's not that we're trying to make life difficult. We're trying to get a job done correctly and to keep our employees safe. Witkowski says the sheriff's department had to stay in the area for the entire day to make drivers behave. Van Buren County Sheriff Dan Abbott says his office will continue to enforce code violations in construction zones and violators will be cited. Witkowski asks drivers to keep in mind construction zones contain people, workers whose lives could be at risk due to passing traffic. Van Buren County health officials have a warning for people who might see bats. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. A rabid bat has been identified in Van Buren County. The Van Buren Cass District Health Department says this bat was collected from a home in Lawton. This was the first case of rabies in an animal in Van Buren County this year and the last time an animal in the county tested positive for rabies in the county was in 2021. The health department is reminding residents that bats are more active this time of year which means the possibility of exposure to rabies is higher. It says if someone has been bitten by an animal or has been in contact with a bat they should seek medical attention and then contact the health department as soon as possible. State law requires that animal bites be reported. Also also, if possible, don't let the bat go. Try to catch it so it can be tested. You can find out more at michigan.gov rabies. Andrew Green, WSJM News. Striking workers at a parts distribution center in Centerline say they are frustrated with the working conditions inside the facility. Michigan News Network's Charlie Langton reports. There's an employee parking lot that is completely empty here at the Stellantis. Non-production workers are out on strike here in Centerline. Denise Delisle, she lives near Marine City and has been with Stellantis for 24 years. Now besides wages, tears, cola issues, working conditions for her are an issue. The only thing we have is dock doors. That's the airflow that goes through this building. We have no fans in certain departments it is torturous in there in the summer and that's why she is on the picket line she wants to make sure that throw in those working conditions as part of the negotiations that's the Michigan News Network's Charlie Langton reporting the Michigan Republican Party held its biennial leadership conference on Mackinac Island over the weekend and then the state Republican Committee met afterward Bridge Michigan politics reporter Jonathan Osting says they made a change in the primary. They finalized plans to replace the traditional primary system for um, selecting the GOP nominee for president in Michigan. Uh, They're replacing that with a hybrid system that will include both a primary and a closed caucus where Republican delegates will uh, have uh, votes of their own Hosting says most states use a state-run primary. He describes the conference as the Christina Caramo Show, the party leader who denied the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. And if you're in downtown Waterville this weekend, you might notice the mayor, the school superintendent, and others sitting on the roof of Mr. Cleans. It's a fundraising effort for Amanda Goss and her family. Event organizer Angie Roberts tells us Amanda has been battling cancer for nine years and it's taken both an emotional and financial toll. With all the stressors in their life, financials should not be something they have to worry about on top of cancer. So a few of us joined together just to try to raise some money uh, to help them out and the only thing we, we can think of doing and. So we went with a roof sit. Roberts tells us she and her friends were trying to come up with something to do to help the Goss family, especially because Amanda is such a generous and giving person. She never stops giving. She also is the first one to volunteer to help on when people need help. Also, she even coaches her little girls in their sports. Like while she's doing all this, I mean it's hard enough for anybody to do those things. The roof sit event is this Sunday at Mr. Clean's in downtown Waterville at the only stoplight in town. It runs from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The day starts with Mayor Dia Muth sitting on the roof, and local dignitaries will continue to help throughout the day. You can stop by and donate, or there's a GoFundMe as well. You can look at their Facebook page for more information. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.